Please enter room 2008. Welcome back to Room 2008. We've climbed the fences and escaped the 15-minute city. We are in the woods, as uh, as Peter normally is. The in-between. Yep. <laughs> How you doing, Peter? Homeless. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lance. You know, I was doing great when we started, and then I realized I'm really low on my drink. So it happens so, when you're, that's what happens when you're peeing on Shaman. That's right. <laughs> it just goes right through you. yep so well i hope y'all enjoyed last week's episode about 15 minute cities um that is going to continue to uh progress so keep y'all's eyes out for that it's not going to be stopping anytime soon so coming to uh, a city near you it's getting some uh it's getting some traction in the media though yeah it is it's it's trending on twitter and stuff and and everything so i think we did it at the right time got ahead of the curve and Mm -hmm. hopefully people will come to us for knowledge Mm-hmm. Or at least exposure to the subject, at least, and they can do their own research. But, yeah, um, I think we're getting ahead of the curve tonight. Yeah, talk about well, we're, we're a little behind the curve. This has uh, been going on for know. thirty sure years now. Yeah, right. Yeah, arguably since the '60s, but we'll get it. Arguably, but the official uh, the official location of <laughs> of Harp. Is in Alaska, and it's only been—it's only been in uh, uh, what's the word? It's only been operating since 1994. So 1994, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Well, before we get into, harp. Let's yeah, yeah, whisper and harp. Let's harp. go ahead and give the old plugs. We are live right now on Twitch, as we always are when we do a new episode. We are uh, at Room 2008 ENT. Join us live so you can chat with us. Uh, you can see everything we share on the screen all the articles we look at all the tweets everything like that uh if you're not following us on twitter you know please do that as well so you can stay informed on when we're going Smash live that like button it's going to be room 2008 ent2 we're still banned peter three months later we're still banned yep I'm still and I'm banned. Banned. peter got banned too yeah well, well yeah we'll, we'll touch on that in a second that's why um, I, don't even, I don't even have a twitter just because it's you know i don't have to worry about it Yep. So Room 2008 ENT2 on Twitter. You can uh, figure out when we're going live and everything like that. Figure out what topics we're going to be talking about. And uh, shoot us an email sometime, guys. We need to need, need some topics. We need some uh, user or uh, listener experience stories. Um, any, you know, crazy things y'all have experienced, anything you want us to talk about, Room 2008 ENT at gmail.com. Alien abductions, Bigfoot sightings. Well, you know, UFOs. Give it to us. We'll the first about. person who will send us an email with a topic, we'll send them a flag. Same flag you see in the background. There it is, free flag. There it is. We got a we got a remote viewer in the chat as of now, and yes, we are into weather modification. We are going to be getting into that tonight because we're talking about <laughs> OMG sticks. Send us an email, and we'll send you a flag. There it is. He'll send you one personally. Out of his own, was like, like, like the podcast isn't going to pay for it. No. <laughs> we will send you uh, a response back to your email. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll send you a picture of the flag. We'll send you a flag. <laughs> this is what you could have. We send Peter the flag. He doesn't even put it up. In a few months. We just got to get sponsors. I got to find a good place to put my flag. Just put it right there in front of the painting. Get over and I'll show yeah, you. I, I, don't know where, I don't know where I put it. Let's so, it yeah, weather modifications. Um, now, that's not hard. Or is it? Or is it? All right, let's get into it, Drew. So, back in 1947. Back in 1947. <laughs> Lance, do you know what HARP stands for? That's probably pretty close. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. I know. What is it, Peter? High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project. Not yeah, to be confused. Staring down at something. So. Not to be confused <laughs> with the Active Oral Research Program that you're uh, running over there, Peter. <laughs> Auroral is a hard Auroral. word. Oh, snap. Right. Harpin chemtrails. Well, let's, let's start this over. That's going to be a sound clip. <laughs> high, high frequency auroral. <laughs> so, yeah, it stands for the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Um, it is in Gakona, Alaska. The most prominent instrument at HARP is the ionospheric research instrument, a high-powered radio frequency transmitter uh, operating in the high-frequency band. We're going to use a lot of technical jargon that I don't even understand in this. Um, I got you, Drew. So kind of like everything else, we're just going to kind of give like a surface-level uh, introduction to, to kind of what this stuff does and, and everything like that. So so basically, it's uh, it's a huge facility in Alaska. Um there's several of them around the world. There's like one in Norway, Puerto Rico. Um, Alaska is the original or Alaska is the largest? Well, HARP, they're all ionospheric heaters, but HARP is just the one in Alaska. Gotcha. If that makes sense. That's a good that place to what, what is the ionosphere? Yeah, go into that, Peter. Well, uh, according to what I was listening to on the Art Bell program. Um, yeah, you want, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into that. I got, I got the uh, old Wikipedia pulled up for the ionosphere if you want to. Yeah, yeah, let's read that. And, you know, according to um, that show, the the expert that was on there was talking about the ionosphere b being between 50 and 650 miles above the surface of the Earth. Right. And uh, it's used for, um, like, ham radio stuff. And uh, it's, Is that it's, what AM bounces off of? Is that? Yeah, AM, I'm sorry, yeah. And uh, uh, so it's it's something that's been used for a long time, and uh, HARP is is something that uh, in, uh, interacts with the ionosphere. We'll get into that, but yeah. Yeah, so the ionosphere is the ionized part of the upper atmosphere of Earth from about 30 miles to 600 miles above sea level. Uh, the ionosphere is ionized by solar radiation. It plays an important role in atmospheric, uh, atmospheric electricity and forms the inner edge of the magnetosphere. 30 uh, it in, miles. It influences radio propagation to distant places on Earth. And I think it protects us from uh, harmful radiation from the sun. Correct, yes. Solar which rays. Which is ionized it. Yeah, exactly. So basically, it's the thick part of our atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it's our shell. Okay. Or firmament. Could be the, yeah. could be the firmament, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, the, the HARP, uh, uh, I was listening to the Art Bell program, and uh, he had an expert on there. His name was uh, what, uh, Begich? Nick, Be Nick Begich, I think. Yeah, uh, Nick Begich. And uh, he he has worked 
with with these people. He has been in, in the inner circle and uh, was spilling the beans uh, on Art Bell. And this was back in uh, this was December first, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, when they were talking about ah. this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an old classic episode. It really took me back to like the fondest memories of my childhood. Me and my dad in his old truck, we would listen to Art Bell every single night. We would listen to uh, Michael Savage. That's how I got into Metallica, by the way, and started playing guitar. And uh, we would listen to Michael Savage, and then we would listen to Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell, and it was the best. And really, that's kind of why – I know that's why I'm here today talking about this stuff because mm-hmm. uh, you know I was listening to this when I was a kid. But uh, uh, the guy talks about what Harp is uh, officially, and we'll talk about that. We, I want to know the – uh, I want to know the official uh, government definition of it, yeah. and uh, then uh, we're going to break down what he has to say to to characterize it both ways. So uh, and then we'll weigh the evidence. Yeah, so um, we can go in a little more into it in a minute. So HARP is now actually operated by the University of Alaska Fairbanks, so it's not government owned anymore. Okay. Um, like I said, I'll go into this in a minute, but uh, it was initially operated by the DoD. Um. And funny enough, uh, Raytheon actually had something to do with it in its early days, which, uh, and, we'll get, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. We'll yeah. get into that. But, um, like I said, the university of Alaska Fairbanks is actually the, uh, operator of it now. So I'm going to go to their FAQ section right here. Yes. And of course, you know, this is a government funded facility. Nonetheless, I mean, it, uh, you know, a university, All right, so let's uh, let's let's go th- go through some of these real quick again, guys. We are on Spotify or uh, not Spotify. If you do have Spotify, you can watch this uh, podcast in video form, um, yes. and, it, and we're live on Twitch right now as well, so you can join us and, and see what we're doing as well. So let's go through some of these real quick. Uh, what is HARP? According to the official FAQ, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program is the world's most capable, high-power, high-frequency transmitter for the study of the ionosphere. That's something they're very uh, uh, particular about. The study. This this whole thing is for the study of the ionosphere, uh, research projects on the ionosphere. That's it. No more, no less. The principal instrument in the ionospheric research instrument is a phased array of 180 uh, high-frequency cross-dipole antennas spread across, interestingly enough, 33 acres, And capable of rating 3.6 megawatts into the upper atmosphere and ionosphere. Right. That's a lot of, like I said, that's a lot of technical stuff. I don't know what high frequency cross dipole is. Well, okay. So this is, this is what I was, uh, one thing that I was able to break down from the art bill thing is, uh, so the way the technology has changed, and this is the official explanation, uh, according to the, uh, uh, baggage, uh, he said, And this is this is to the best of my understanding. The original technology would send out just kind of a, a blanket, you know, uh, signal, mm-hmm. and uh, the the signal would get weaker as it dispersed. Yeah, he he described it. He described it like a or, or art, art bill related it to like a shotgun blast. That's right. So uh, that's how it originally went. But now this new technology, the uh, the antenna arrays that they have set up uh, on these thirty three acres. What they do is they put in it, what does it say here? Um, I can't remember what it said in wattage. Um, uh, yeah, the megawatts. So mm-hmm. it it, uh, it sends in uh, megawatts, and then uh, it, the antennas 
work together to do uh, what's called uh, that chain reaction is called antenna gain, and it strengthens it strengthens the wattage. Mm-hmm. And instead of it blasting out like this, it blasts to a point and is and is uh, uh, fired into the ionosphere at a at a very powerful fixed point. Right. And uh, so that that gain sends it up into the gigawatt zone, and that is that is like what is that uh, one billion, billion. watts a gigawatt? Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So they have they have gigawatts of power with this thing, and uh, we'll get it. We'll get into what that could possibly mean. All right. So yeah, the facility uses thirty transmitter shelters, each with six pairs of ten kilowatt transmitters, uh, to achieve that uh, three point six megawatt transmit power. What is HARP used for? The goal of the research at HARP is to conduct fundamental study of the physical processes at work in the very highest proportions, proportions, very highest portions of our atmosphere, called the thermosphere and ionosphere. Research falls into two categories: uh, one being active, and two being passive. The ionosphere starts about 60 to 80 kilometers altitude and extends up above 500 kilometers. So again, I think, what was that, 30 miles to 600 miles? That's a pretty freaking That's a lot. range. Harp, yeah. harp radio waves heat the electrons and create small uh, pertur- perturbation. How do you say that? Where is it at? Perturbations. Yeah. That are similar to the kinds of interactions that happen in nature. So yeah, um, a lot of the stuff... A lot of the conspiracy behind it is this can actually affect uh, migration of animals too, especially sea life. That's right. And there's a, since humans are, are uh, primarily water, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, there's a whole field of science called cymatics where uh, I saw some experiments they were doing where they would uh, vibrate pools of water and then freeze them uh, with liquid nitrogen real fast. And uh, it would maintain this snowflake pattern uh, each time they did the same frequency. Right. So think about how frequencies can uh, can affect your body. We're going to get into that too because this this goes pretty deep. This yeah. is some scary stuff we're about to get into. Or it goes pretty high into the ionosphere. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, one of our remote viewers uh, turning megawatts into gigawatts. We should run cities off this technology. It's a good point. That's I agree because that'd point. be that would be limitless energy free energy basically you're you're outputting more than you're inputting and powerful radio stations uh, i think are like fifty thousand watts or something yeah so that really puts things into perspective of how powerful mm-hmm. this site is yep so why was harp developed harper's de- uh, harp program began in 1990 as a congressional in- initiative to expand our knowledge of the earth's upper atmosphere and their effects on radio wave uh, propagation a particular emphasis was placed on being able to understand and use it to enhance communications and surveillance systems for both civilian and defense purposes. Mm, how, how ambiguous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. There you this, have it. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's, this is the official explanation. Um, what else do you want to read on there? And there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, they, yeah, if you, uh, again, this is on a harp.gi.alaska.edu. Uh, we're just literally just going through their FAQ section. Uh, who owns Harp? Harp for over 25 years, the Air Force uh, has basically ran it uh, in collaboration with Alaska Fairbanks. Like I said, so um, we went through that. There's, I think, let me, they have let me a, make a point on what you were saying though earlier about the uh, civil and um, 
at the top there. Why was it developed? Mm-hmm. I did see one uh, deal where it was it was talking about radio waves and how they were studying the radio waves going through ionosphere so that they can communicate with submarines. Mm-hmm. That's uh, on right. The side of the world through the ocean, you know they That's can right. communicate with them and. So that might be what they're touching on right there. Yeah, I'm sure it is because that's, yeah, that's, that's that, that was like the, that was the original original thing for it was to to communicate with submarines or basically underground radar. Earth, what is it? Earth, okay. Earth penetrating tomography is what it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, tomography. They could they could actually find underground look, tunnels, missile silo, you know, shit like that. Yeah, with uh, with radio waves, it's crazy. Can hard manipulate the weather. hollow Earth? Uh, that's a good point. Think about what they know. According to the official website, Harp cannot control the weather. Well, there you go, people. There uh, goes our okay. episode. That cleared it up. Okay. Yep, yep. Radio waves. Trails? Radio waves in the frequency uh, in the ranges that Harp transmits are not absorbed in either the troposphere or the stratosphere, the two levels of the atmosphere that produce Earth's weather. Since there is no interaction, there is no way to control the weather. The harp system is basically a large radio transmitter. So they would they would never hmm. admit it anyway, you know. Radio and waves, harp, you know. But we're going to go over that in a little while. Um, just yeah. examples and stuff like that. And then also they have like there's such a conspiracy behind this, and they get just bombarded with everything. They have to put this on their FAQ page. <laughs> Can harp exert mind control over people? Wow, oh, it actually <laughs> says that. No, <laughs> no. Neuroscience is a complex field of study carried out by medical professionals, not scientists and researchers at heart. <coughs> nice. <laughs> Can Harp create chemtrails? Control for medical. So yeah, they're uh, it's crazy that they have that stuff on. Uh, oh, I didn't even think about how chemtrails might play into this because mm-hmm. that's theory, heavy metal. Yeah, the theory suggests that uh, contrails that form behind aircraft or rare cloud formations are just chemical or, or uh, biological agents being released on the general public. It's not true. Contrails are produced by condensation uh, from the exhaustive jet engines. Mm-mm-mm. There you go. No, uh, wow. no conspiracies here. Everything. No conspiracies here, folks. Their we should let are... our viewers know that we're being sarcastic about all this. Not just <laughs> Their hands are Here's clean. Hard. Fuck you. Not a conspiracy. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Just debunked it. On the Just side. debunked it. Oh, uh, we are. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna talk about that, but uh, just wanted to point that out there. What do you now think about all that, Peter? As well, I try uh, and as I try and pull up this uh, next. I think, I think it's hilarious that they have to have damage control FAQs. That's great. And uh, wasn't this on uh, one of the last episodes that we did where we were talking a little bit about harp? And uh, that's right. We were talking about Turkey. Thanks, so Tim. we're uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about how since uh, this thing produces so much wattage, it uh, it's it's uh, certainly capable of being used as a weapon. And you know, if uh, world governments are uh, beginning to unite, uh, yeah, uh, and these. Uh, these uh, antenna arrays are, you know, multiple places around the world. I mean, this can even interact with CERN somehow. <clears throat> I was uh, just thinking that. Yeah, because CERN is underground, and uh, what they're doing, what they're doing with this technology, is uh, is they're exciting the ionosphere, and uh, then they have another, uh, they have another radio transmitter, 
uh, a radio frequency transmitter called what is it called? Uh, Drew High Path. I've no and uh, it creates uh, well, they what they do is they uh, this is according to the Art Bell guest they create uh, plasma lenses mm-hmm. in the ionosphere by exciting it, and then they can reflect things off of that to redirect the beam uh, from high path to essentially any location on Earth. Yep. And uh, uh, interestingly, in this Art Bell episode, they were talking about all of these. Uh, uh, radar anomalies that were happening. Um, and uh, there were some sea turtles off the coast of New Jersey or something that were dying because the water was too hot or they, mm-hmm. they couldn't figure out how to uh, feed because yeah. the water was too hot. The, the waters were heating up. Um, and they were reporting all kinds of stuff during this time uh, when this uh, episode aired. Right. And uh, they, they were talking about how it could be connect, uh, theoretically connected to heart. Uh, that harp can uh, change the temperature of the oceans. They can uh, excite the ionosphere and uh, create. If you can change the temperature of the ocean, you can manipulate the weather. Yeah, and you're yeah. talking only about uh, a degree or two. It's not like changing 80 degrees to 90 degrees on average. Yeah, but think just about a couple if, degrees will make hurricanes. You, right. Yeah. If you if you can manipulate it just a little bit uh, over a mass scale, oh man, that can have catastrophic effects. Yeah. So. Um, and this is, I mean, Harp only started in 1994. That's when it was first fired up and everything like that. And like CERN, all this weird stuff only happens when they're running an experiment or when they're, you know, when right. the gears are going. It's not like it's a 24-7. What they mean by this commenter who runs the Air Force as a commander-in-chief? Uh, yeah. Comment uh, on that. if uh, Commenter, if you want to yeah. explain kind of what you're going with on that, we'd love to talk about it. Dangerous people are at the helm of this technology, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, yeah. we had we talked about in the previous episode about Turkey. Turkey uh, basically uh, told uh, NATO to screw off, and then a week later, catastrophic uh, earthquakes hit the nation. Not saying they're not saying that this is related to this, but it is interesting. But yeah. it's a great point because at the same time they were pulling out all their embassies. Uh, their ambassadors out of the country, right? And unless we forget, unless we forget the sky pussy, also that was a thing, right? So strange, strange atmos- atmospheric and cloud anomalies. Uh, you know, think think about what high frequencies and an excited ionosphere can do. Uh, Peter, how, 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 often your, how often does your ionosphere get excited? So uh, what HARP does with this uh, earth-penetrating tomography, um, they use, basically, like Peter said, they're, they're shooting up uh, radio frequencies. Um, we said earlier the original technology was like a shotgun blast to where they would shoot it up and they would just disperse and, and get, you know, they, they couldn't direct it. So now it's like the guy on the uh, Art Bell program back then basically – said it was like the reverse like a reverse traffic or, or like a traffic cone so now mm. it's more directed like a you know pyramid that's right so they emit elfs which is extremely low frequencies and we're talking like less than like 0.5 hertz to you know 30 30 i think at the max right those those bounce off the ionosphere oh, we're, we're then, talking about the same hertz that you can hear right you can hear 20 yeah. hertz technically you can hear so 30 those, hertz yeah, so those waves penetrate 
uh, once they bounce off the ionosphere and that they can direct it wherever they want to go. Are, are we talking uh, about like 30 kilohertz or just regular, yeah. just like 30 hertz. hertz? I said hertz. Yeah, they were saying hertz on the program. Wow. I mean, you could hear that. That's so like a low rumble. Yeah, those waves can penetrate as deep as several kilometers into the ground, um, depending, you know, what what's where exactly they're shooting it at. So I guess they don't I, have speakers. So I say shooting very it. loosely. So um, Harp uses ground Shoot penetrating radar to beam pulses of polarized high frequency radars into the ionosphere, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's they can, uh, and this is kind of what they think causes earthquakes, right? Or no? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, artificial earthquakes. Yeah. Right. Manipulated man-made. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there's, um, there's a lot of strange coincidences with earthquakes happening. Uh, well that have, uh, happened for, you know, obviously since the nineties, but, uh, in recent memory with Turkey, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, and, and then they got hit again, like right after, uh, I think a couple of times and, uh, they were, they were, uh, incredibly strong. Only a week after uh, they uh, declined NATO's invite. Uh, it's too much of a coincidence for me. That's how fast they do it. Um, so that guy's book, Nick Begich, I think, wasn't that his name? Yeah. Um, basically, he was on there to promote his book. Uh, it's called Angels Don't Play This Harp, Advances in Tesla Technology. So I, I've got the full full version of it right here, and I marked yes, some pages. Yes, I can't wait to read this. I can't wait. Um, let me see if I can find exactly where it is. He, uh, I bookmarked a page, but I didn't bookmark the section where he kind of went in a little bit to uh, ionospheric heating. Right. So, um, again, the, the book is called uh, Angels Don't Play This Harp. Harp has two A's. Play that harp. It's a great title. Um, yeah, the Tesla connection. Harp. <laughs> Love it. The, the Tesla connection. Uh, what was interesting about Tesla's death? He died alone uh, in a in a, like a hotel room or something, and uh, oh, yeah. uh, they they were trying to find his because uh, he was writing about it and speaking of it, his death ray, and they never found it. What Please don't tell me he died suicide in a hotel room. No, he he just off uh, the doorknob. He just died from like loneliness. He was a uh, he he was like completely alone, and they they had stripped him of all of his. Uh, uh, patents and uh, he had been smeared um, throughout his career by Edison and the like and uh, he, he was the one that came up with alternating current and uh, at, with, uh, with HARP they're saying this new technology is uh, we were talking about the reverse cone they're saying that this is a direct uh, uh, result of Tesla's uh, research into uh, it's, it's essentially like AC. It's the AC of uh, transmitting these radio frequencies deep into the ionosphere, uh, you know, incredibly high frequencies. Mm-hmm. Like who works on this shit? Why don't they have people on talking about the, uh, you know, talking about the way it works, who builds well, this stuff uh, they- talk about these conspiracies and these labs, and these government run, it's like who builds them? Well, we can get into that. Arco was building it. They won the contract. So, tell us about them. Yeah, let me. Uh... Oh shit! Uh... <laughs> Wikipedia, it real quick. <laughs> you want to do it real quick since you spent so much time researching uh, the subject this week? Hey, I want to be. I want to have that surprise. You know. 
That natural. <gasps> <laughs> Supplies, motherfucker. Star Wars company control. All right. So, uh, so yeah, this is um again, this is straight out of the book that uh Nick Begat wrote. Uh, Arco A R C O created a subsidiary subsidiary called APTI Arco Power Technologies Incorporated. Uh, they were the ones that initially won the contract um, to to build to build Harp and uh, basically, I guess, own the patents for the technology and stuff like that. So it's really weird because. Um, they're a Washington DC company, oddly enough. Company only had sales of five million dollars, hmm. and uh, only twenty-five employees in late '92, around probably around when the contract negotiations started. Um, they so long story short, company. long story short, Arco uh, did all that, and then Har- Arco or APTI, the subsidiary, was bought out by a company called E Systems. That's right. Yep, and then. Um, E-Systems was then bought out and absorbed into not Pfizer, but Raytheon. Oh, okay. The the world's biggest defense contractor. There it is. There it is. And Raytheon, Raytheon was an initial bidder for the contract, but they did not get it. Uh, Arco got it. Right. So, but uh, eventually... Uh, they just bought that company. Raytheon got it eventually by you know by uh, merging and 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 buying everything out. So right, that's crazy. You don't get the contract; you just buy the company that has the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, right. it even it even says right here, APTI won the contract to build Harp while bidding against an experienced government contractor with a strong success re- record, Raytheon. See, so, I mean, there were Raytheon was number fifty-two on the Fortune five hundred at the time, and they for some reason didn't get the contract. Now, why would defense contractors be interested in a high-frequency active auroral facility? Don't know. That's another hmm. rabbit hole to go down. That should be hmm. a frequently asked question. You know what sure. just dawned on me? Uh, y'all remember when California was suffering all those mysterious fires? Yeah. And uh, aerial view was showing that the the fires were were rather picky on uh, which specific houses they burned. And like things were like looked specifically burned, like many houses would be fine, and then like a house in the middle of a bunch of houses would be mysteriously burned to nothing. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, were talking about how you know a directed energy weapon could be used. Could that be considered like shining a light through a magnifying glass? Yeah, I mean, based on the language that these people were using uh, with this uh, ionosphere. Plasma lensing. Um, the lensing can guide uh, a fixed beam to any location on Earth, essentially. Right. Well, if, you have, if you have a satellite and you could force that much energy up to a satellite, basically use it like a mirror. Yeah. You know, and point it down to a centralized location, take all that energy and focus on one spot, one thing. I bet you, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of we this just stuff... that out. A lot of these patents that that are now patented, it uh, started in 1965, so that's how long they've been working on this stuff. Right. Um, there's there's 12 different patents, and I think I think Nick Begich goes into every single one of them on Art Bell's show that night. I think he did. I can't remember, but so there's 12 different ones that APTI owned, and then eventually E Systems owned because they bought a- APTI, and then uh, Raytheon. Uh, wow. Uh, went and. Uh, 
and bought them out. And that's all you got to do. You just you just buy them, and if you don't get the contract, just buy out the company that has it. Exactly. Follow the yellow brick road, or follow the money. Let me see. I have one more thing on this. APTI was not set up as a construction company or an ionospheric research organization. It was set up to exploit energy in a way uh, maximized a return to one of the world's uh, oil giants, the Atlantic Richfield Company. So that's that's I think that's what he mentioned. Uh, the the Earth tomography stuff was for it was to find natural gas reserves um, underground right. and, and uh, oil fields underground and stuff like that. So um, that's one reason why everything is kind of in Alaska. Right. Because they had a huge nat- natural gas reserve, as you do as well, Peter. <laughs> I ate a lot of fruit today. <coughs> Here's some information. Lasers, it can be electronically steered anywhere within 30, yep, 30 degrees of zenith. That is local vertical. It is power radio waves drive ionospheric electrons back and forth. One are called plasma waves. As those driven electrons collide with each other and with background species, their temperature goes up, which is what Harp is called a heater. Yeah. Uh, I, an ionosphere heater. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they, uh, uh, the arrays work together to strengthen uh, to gigawatts, uh, which is uh, probably, um, I know they talked about it on Art Bell. Um, he was saying something to the effect of this is, this is enough energy. Um, he was talking about the specific wattage to be equal to, a um, the bomb. bomb. Yeah. Um, and you know, we just looked at how, uh, it was bought by a defense contractor, uh, and they've been working on it since the sixties. And so let's think to ourselves here. Let's just think for a second. What would be the biggest use of this device in modern times. Let's look at, let's look at what everybody's talking about on TV. Um, the, the agendas, the fear campaigns being pushed on us. What would a weather model? Yeah. Like (laughs) this is, this is for uh, this, this would be a perfect thing to use to drive a, uh, a climate agenda. You can just make storms. You can make storms and be like, Oh, look at all these crazy storms happening. Uh, it we must need to be hotter. Like, it's like a heater up there. Yeah, we we need to not drive cars and just just let the rich people use their jets. Mm-hmm. Um, but this uh this is a this is a weapon that can cause catastrophic natural events. Yeah, and uh, he goes he goes into that in the book. I got a couple uh couple sections of the book that goes over that. Let's um, hear it. Let's see. So there was there was a patent that was submitted called a method and apparatus for altering a region of the Earth's atmosphere, ionosphere, and magnetosphere. Um, let me see where it says it right here. If that's this might not be weather related. This might be. Let me see where I can. I should have highlighted the part where he talks about it. Okay. So yeah. Um, East, uh, Eastland is the guy that pretty much came up with all these patents. Um, a guy that's his last name is Eastland. Um, he had a huge enthusiasm for planetary scale engineering. Um, his view of benign or, uh, his view of benign included using the technology to reroute the high altitude jet stream, which is a major player in shaping global weather. So that's how they do it right there. There it is. is uh, you know, 
moving the jet stream to where they he, they can make certain places get rain, they can make certain places get droughts, right? Stuff like that. So another way to control the weather with his technology would be to build quote plumes of atmospheric particles to act as a lens or focusing device unquote for sunlight. With this, the people controlling the antennas could aim in such a way that the return beams would hit a certain part of the earth with the heating ability they could experiment until they can, until they could control wind patterns in a specific place. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they could control it all the way down to the wind patterns. This is some real Mr. Burn shit for real. What this means is that by controlling local weather patterns, one could bring rain to Ethiopia or alter the summer storm pattern in the Caribbean. His device might even help regenerate the depleted ozone layer, patch the ozone hole over Antarctica, or break up atmospheric industrial pollutants like carbon monoxide or nitrous oxide. So wow. that's that's insane. That or I for mean, nefarious reasons, as everything ends up that way. Mm-hmm. I'll start getting worried about global warming or, or whatever they call it now when I see Martha's Vineyard getting flooded. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, when well, they quit buying oceanfront property. Yeah, once <clears throat> once once those houses start God, flooding, get it, Peter. Sorry. Just go ahead and get it. <clears throat> sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been a little under. Maybe they used harp, built harp, and used it for the uh, weather balloons over uh america this is this is like this is like a simpsons episode this this sounds like burns trying to block out the sun Mm -hmm. the chinese weather balloons anyways however there was a chilling warning that uh tests of this kind could cause irreversible damage (laughs) so and and everything uh, starts off like innocent like we're gonna help ethiopia get some rain you know then they're like well or we could send rain over to vietnam and and make sure it rains there. And, and you know, it's just funny enough. Uh, <laughs> got something on that project Uh-oh. pop or uh, operation Popeye. There it mm-hmm. is. Let me see if I can uh, get that real quick. You know, you're going to have Russia oh, yeah. invade Ukraine. You want to make it wet where tanks. <laughs> and, uh, is, that, is that what you call it? Ukraine. I think of, uh, is that, is that... <laughs> Is that what you call it? You're like, you get, home, his, you get home from work and you get, you get home from work and you're like, Russia's about to invade Ukraine tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so Operation Popeye was a military cloud seeing project carried, carried out by the U.S. Air Force during the Vietnam War. This highly classified program attempted to extend the monsoon season over specific areas of the Ho Chi Minh Trail in order to disrupt North Vietnamese military supplies by softening road surfaces and causing landslides. Damn. So even as far back as the Vietnam War, there's weather manipulation going yeah, on. Yeah, cloud seeding is real, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, there's this, videos on that. That's not even a conspiracy. This, this is our, this is all real. And they're talking about, uh, and the uh, dude was talking about on Art Bell, going up to like 100 gigawatts of power. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal is to reach a hundred. Yeah. I, I think, I think if you went that high though, you would I spilled my seed. <laughs> <laughs> you spill your seed. <laughs> your cloud seed. Sorry. I never said that. Um, <laughs> but uh, that that's enough power to like, and they talk about it to shift the poles. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause like, I mean, think about how much energy that is. That's the most, that's so much energy. Yeah. Why would, it would why, be an overnight thing. You know, the poles are always shifting uh, like a slow process through. Yeah. Uh, not in our lifetime, obviously, over right. 
hundreds and thousands if that's not why you gotta always recalculate your compass to the um what do you call it your compass you have to set like based on where you're at you know uh you, you gotta i can't remember the, the term for it polar north no it's um i just i've always heard oh, that it it's constantly moving throughout the history of earth and it won't yeah. be like a quick thing it's not hundreds of years it's like hundreds of thousands of years polar declination change it's like changed three times over 80,000 years. He was talking about on the... Uh, yeah, like it started uh, like in the Yukon area and then eventually it was like in the Hudson Bay area and now it's right. like in the Arctic. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's slowly going. I was talking about declination. You have to set your declination depending on where you're at. Ah, it's like, you know, you could be in Miami and, you know, you're going to have to reset. If you have a legit compass, you know, like the not just a directional compass, um, you know, if you're in LA or Miami, your declination is going to be different. You have to set it differently based on your relation to the pole. Right. Interesting. So, uh, let's see. What do we have next? Um, Keep talking. I'm going to get a beer. I should have made a drink. Go get your beer, man. So uh, here we go on this one as we're talking about weather modification. <clears throat> Mentioned this on the Art Bell program as well. In 1976, a group of countries uh, signed an agreement at the UN. Uh, to not use weather modification for military purposes. Right. Uh, this was the Environmental Modification Convention. Uh, an international treaty prohibiting the military or other hostile use of environmental modification techniques having widespread, long-lasting, or severe effects. That's openly admitting that there's modification yep. technology. And, and this was in 1976. This was signed in 76. So think about how long it's been around. Right, and if you say around any normie, if you're like, well, I think they control the weather to an extent, they'll be like, you flat earther, oh my God. And then it's like, matter of fact, I'm that too, no. Uh, (laughs) But it's just like, people think you're crazy if you even bring that up, or if you're like, why are there there hundreds of chemtrails over my head today? And they'll be like, oh, you know, condensation or, you know, whatever. Sometimes I walk, sometimes I walk outside and there's just, there's like literally just a big X in the sky. Right, and yeah. and there's there's no explanation for that um, because condensation uh, is a different thing. Yeah, it, like so, I'll walk outside and I'll see that, and I'll just be like, none of that made any sense. You sound yeah. a lot like me. Something in my throat. School. You're learning about the clouds, the atmosphere, and all this. They should they should teach people how they've manipulated the weather. And how it was possible. And you would think that'd be a science class, like top subject, you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's huge and it's not even a conspiracy. It's a fact, like learn something from it, get kids in, in interested into the weather by telling them how it's, you know, like, no, it's all just still hush hush. It's crazy right. that this is even a phrase, um, at that, at that convention, um, it specifically bans weather warfare. Like, that's crazy that that's even a term. Yeah, like, why would that term be in there if it didn't exist? That was definitely mm-hmm. a Vietnam thing. Yep. Wow. Wow, wow, so, wow. So the, the way it's defined is the environmental uh, modification technique, which is what they banned, includes any technique for changing through the deliberate manipulation of natural processes, the dynamics, composition, or structure of the earth, including its biota, uh, lithosphere, hydrosphere, and atmosphere or outer space. So they don't necessarily mention the ionosphere or some of the other uh, troposphere or anything like that. So I don't know. 
Because hmm. the right. troposphere is where the weather happens. And are you saying Trump? Yeah. <laughs> I know you think about him twenty four seven. I thought this was. Uh, I thought that was coming out of your mouth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> coming to mouth the same sentence. <laughs> I'm turning as red as your shirt. <laughs> so let me go back to his book. There's something else I had bookmarked right here. Um, let's see where'd it go. We need to go. Um, I was watching something on YouTube earlier about this too. Uh, Harp will have open houses every now and then. Right. <laughs> open house. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's just like, hey, come view what we want you to see. You know, everything's normal. Well, they guide me through like the QAnon shaman. <laughs> yeah, and then we get arrested. Right this way, sir. <laughs> right into a jail this, cell. Come in this, uh, you know, <laughs> right, into a, right into a jail cell. It's like Chris Hansen on the Catch a Predator. Oh, my God. Which have seen Do you have a good attorney? Okay, great. All right, come on in. Ray Epps That's... is free, and that dude got four years of solitary. <laughs> <laughs> what a clown country. Oh, well. <laughs> we should all wear clown faces, one, one subject. NFL draft coming up, so I want to. I want to dress like a clown anyway. Let's do that. We'll do a like special it. NFL draft episode. We'll all paint our faces, you know, clown face. Honk honk. We'll, we'll talk about the uh, what's actually because if you notice the trend, anything like that's coming up, you're going to see other things going on. Like remember when the Super Bowl was going on, the trains were falling over and <laughs> poisonous gases were in the air, and, and none of this was being covered. And we're talking about it, thinking, you know, why is it being covered? And then the week after the Super Bowl, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we didn't tell you all, but this train crashed and we had UFOs go right. around. And, well, yeah. you know, okay. So that's a, that's a, so towards the draft, there'll be some interesting shit that comes up we'll talk about. Mayor Pete went out there dressed as a, uh, like he was going to the YMCA. Why do you like that dude? I, I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> <laughs> I think about him every day. <laughs> uh, <And> all night. <laughs> so obviously, uh, harp can be used for military purposes, weather modification. That's what I always thought harp was, was weather modification. Right. It wasn't until I listened to that episode that um, there's also some mind control going on. Yes. Um, this gets juicy. So this particular thing is called brain entrainment never heard that before so as uh as it's described the brain operates within a relatively narrow band of predominant frequencies the predominant brainwave frequencies indicate the kind of activity taking place in the brain there's four basic groups of brainwave frequencies that are associated with most mental activity the first is beta waves which is 13 to 35 hertz and are associated with normal activity when a person's attention is directed outward um, the high end of this range is associated with stress or agitated states, which, which can impair thinking or reasoning skills. Uh -huh. uh, the second group alpha waves, eight to 12 Hertz can indicate relaxation. Alpha frequencies are ideal for learning, uh, and focused mental functioning. Theta waves are four to seven Hertz indicate, uh, indicate mental imagery, access to memories and internal mental focus. This state's often associated with young children, behavioral modification and sleep dream states. The last ultra-slow delta waves, 0.5 to 3 hertz, are found when a person is in a deep sleep. 
So these are the frequencies that are uh, the, the ELFs that are coming down that that heart energy waves shooting up and coming down. Right. Um. What was it? What was that you were wanting to talk about, Peter? The uh, is that what you were wanting to talk about? Like really wanted to get into? Oh yeah, yeah. How uh, these frequencies can alter your mood, mm-hmm. and they they talk about it in Art Bell. Um, it could. Um, it can excite uh, those frequencies that make you agitated, mm-hmm. and it can it can make you go mad. Yeah, like twenty eight days later, mad. Yep. So the this technology can be used for so so many catastrophic end of world stuff. Um, yeah, he goes. He goes. What'd you say? You think it's been used before? Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, I can't say the doctor's name, uh, but he became famous or infamous rather after appearing on uh, Rogan uh, a couple times. Uh, he was talking about something called mass formation psychosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows, uh, maybe we're sitting in a toxic soup of, you know, polluted air, bad frequencies around us, uh, bad poison in our diet, uh, poison uh propaganda through our screens uh we're just we're just we're just submerged in this toxic soup and uh it's it's what's slowly unraveling society and causing the mass formation psychosis because uh and you know the, the lockdowns didn't help either in the 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 whole the whole vid fear uh campaign people are on edge uh mm-hmm. i feel i feel it everywhere i go uh, mm-hmm. that, that people are on edge and uh, you can look at you can look at public freakouts uh, on Reddit, and uh, there's fresh content every day. Fresh, 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 tangy content of uh, people just people like losing, losing it in public places, and like trashing stores and fighting and all kinds of just whack stuff uh, every day. People like people just beating uh, strangers in the streets. Uh, you think that- people are losing it because they? know they're being held back or they're being silenced or they're being um captured if you will like because of covid or they're ignorant to it and they can feel it and just don't know it all this i think think the gut instinct in everyone is that something is wrong that's just on you know on a a subconscious level but on on the conscious level and we're we've we're callous to it now there's so many things Hacking away at us. There's so many things bringing us down. Mm-hmm. Uh, constant screen addiction, pornography yeah, addiction. I was going to say, like this harp stuff coming down. Not to mention, you know, your phone that you you hold up to here, uh-huh. you know, damn near twenty four seven. There's so many different waves and frequencies around us all the time. Your Wi Fi going through you. Yeah, like there's just so much stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and we're just we're constantly exposed to it, and. We don't we don't yet know the ramifications. Peter, you're, getting, you're getting called out in the chat. Vape pins. The vape, oh. yeah, the vapes. Um, it's my easily my worst. At home, vice. right there. Yeah, e- easily my worst vice. Uh, I have I have to shake it at some point because now now I've returned to the jewel. Like now I can't smoke fruity vapes anymore. They make me like cough up fruitiness. It's disgusting. Um, and uh, so I, I'm down to the jewel. Once I get sick of the jewel, I, I don't. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna have another vape. <laughs> You're sucking in chemtrails, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm producing them. <laughs> <laughs> Motorboat and a jet engine, man. 
<laughs> Get that Kim true. Right, one hour, two minutes, and 12 seconds. <laughs> hey, man, well, chemtrail's not, you know, from a jet engine. It's from a chemical that... Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. My face is getting so red. I'm getting myocarditis. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're, uh, uh, looks like we are... Six. That's great. Four deep in the chat right now, so we appreciate hey. y'all uh, hanging out with us. So, cool. um, uh, on brain entrainment... Um, the trick for influencing brain activity is in the combination of frequency, power level, and waveform. So there's three characteristics that's got to come together like that. So um, what they manipulate, depending on what frequency they hit, whatever power level they hit and all that stuff. Um, like they've obviously tested this on a lot of different people and subjects and stuff like that. Right. And, and reports include, um, you know, the, the, the results from that are real, uh, range from relaxation to pain control to speed learning, memory improvements, among others. Yes. So obviously the stuff technology can, be used, can be used for profound good. That's that's what sucks about this whole thing is mm -hmm. that they could they could uh make it rain in Ethiopia. You know, they they could uh stop the forest fires uh in California. They could do yep. this with this technology. They could make us all feel happy and productive. Yep. And uh, Dr. P Patrick Flanagan, uh, who's mentioned in this book several times, he uh, he stated that HARP uh, could not only be the biggest ionospheric heater in the world, but also the biggest brain entrainment device ever conceived. Jesus. Uh, according to HARP records, when the device is built to full power, it can send VLF and ELF waves using many waveforms at energy levels sufficient to affect entire regional populations. You remember in the movie John no, Carpenter's They Live... Uh, what was happening in the movie was uh, they were able to interrupt the broadcast a little bit to get the word out Right. that there was something emitting a frequency that made the uh, aliens look like humans. So once he was able at the end to shut off that, uh, uh, the, the frequency thing or whatever, it, it, like it, everybody could finally see that the lizard people were amongst them. Good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 comparable. It's comparable. Like you you could make people um like see shit with this stuff. Uh who who knows? Like just think about how much it's uh how much power this thing has gained and, and what what all they can do with it now since nineteen ninety five. This guy was talking about this in nineteen ninety five. I know, and the technology's been going on for thirty years before then. Just expanding and expanding. Mm -hmm. Now we got AI. Now we got quantum. Now we got you know, it's yep. just it's just going so fast. So I mentioned I mentioned to Dr. Flanagan uh, just to give a little background on him. In 1958, when he was only 14 years old, he invented what's called the neurophone. Um, the neurophone device can convert sound, such as words and music, into electrical impulses, which can be transferred through any point on the body directly into the brain, bypassing the ear and associated hearing mechanisms entirely. Cymatics. Mm -hmm. For more than six years, the U.S. Patent Office refused to issue a patent for this device uh, because, as they debated the fine points of the technology. Um, in the end, the government declared the neurophone would never work and refused the patent. Uh, Patrick and his lawyer proved that it would work. Uh, long story short, and the patent was granted. You so, know what? This reminds me of something else that we need to look up, and I can't remember the um, the specific name of it. But uh, if I can find the link on YouTube, I have to send it to you. It's like a compilation video 
of people filming uh, what they call the hum. Oh, yeah. Uh, we need to pull that up. I'm going to try to send you a link real quick. Um, the hum I... of the earth? Uh, well, it's just, it's just, uh, let's see, um... low frequency buzz that was a constant annoyance. Uh, um... There's a, no, it's, it's not really a hum. That's what they call it. But it's uh, basically, uh, it could either be a, a really loud boom um or uh it sounds like metal trumpety metal scraping uh and it's like the loudest thing ever and there's just so many videos of people uh filming it and uh and freaking out over it uh true mm-hmm. do you do you have uh do you know how to find that i'm typing i'm, I'm looking for stuff now yeah i'll just i'll just have to google it let's see um, uh compilation let's see if that pulls it up but uh actual audible sounds oh yeah uh horns Let's see. I'm, I'm going to play something real quick. Uh, let's see if this is it. Uh, it's probably going to be loud. Um, On my mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is. I think this is one of the videos. I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is it. I'm going to send this to you as soon as I can figure out how. How do I do that? How do I do that? I'm going to click share. Well, you can email at room two thousand eight. Here we go. I, I got the link. Uh, sending it now. This is this is interesting stuff. It's so scary because you remember how the Bible said something about trumpets. Yeah, I've seen these videos of the trumpets playing and and yeah, uh, this is just this is just strange like uh, sounds with no explanation. I just sent it. Uh, did you send it to uh, room two thousand eight ent at gmail dot com? Yes, and uh, wanting to put in that plug there. <laughs> anybody that sends a uh, a subject we should cover to our email we'll send them a flag there's a lot of weird stuff going on out there and um you know now that um project Bluebeam and all this stuff is uh you know becoming more of a topic in the conspiracy circles you know this uh this kind of overlaps with harp a little bit in my opinion because uh, think think of all that you could do with these frequencies. Uh, like if you could if you could beam a signal that people could only hear in their head, and that there's there's nothing to indicate. You know, like think about the panic that you could cause with that shit. That goes back to the uh, Project Bluebeam. That's right. That's right. Uh, and we're 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 seeing more and more sky anomalies. Um. And we're hearing more and more weird sounds around the world, and this compilation kind of kind of shows you how eerie these sounds are. It's it's so it's so creepy. Like I can't think of a possible explanation of what would make this sound other than like the heaviest machinery ever scraping yeah. against itself. I'm gonna play this and share the audio, so don't talk because it's gonna uh, then it's, it's obviously echo. not in our head if there's video on it. Right, right.
I can't hear that one. Can y'all? It's faint. Keep going. Keep going. Is there a specific one you want to hear or no? No, samples. Crazy. It's just like loud, scrapey machinery sounds. I know. It's With pretty like rhythmic, no, though. Yeah, like no explanation. Up and downs, you know? And this is all over the world we're talking. Um, you know, I, I see those uh, like just before I came on the podcast. Uh, I, I I thought it was thunder at first, but then a bunch of people called me earlier um, saying, "Did you hear that? Did you hear that?" And there was a loud boom apparently heard in my in my town tonight. Um, and it was not you, <laughs> right? It was uh, it was <laughs> definitely. I, I thought it was thunder at first, but apparently it was not. It was like a, it's just, it was just a loud boom. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe maybe uh maybe they're directing the beam this way. Maybe they might be coming after you after our fifteen minute city episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Destroy there's another city and rebuild. Yeah, rebuild it's it's really all because of that Mayor Pete tweet. <laughs> so there's another report that uh he brought up on the Art Bell show uh that came out of Maxwell Air Force Base, I think in nineteen ninety four, I think it was, called Low Intensity Conflict and Modern Technology. So this is basically how to use these waves in conflict in, in wartime. Right. Um, so I have one section of the book, um, basically the chapter about uh, electromagnetic spectrum and low intensity. Uh, let me see if I can find where it starts. A rapidly scanning RFR, which is a uh, radio frequency radiation. Uh, sis, uh, RFR system could provide an effective uh, stun or kill capability over a large area. System oh, effectiveness great will be a function of waveform, field intensity, pulse widths, repetition frequency, and carrier frequency. The system can be developed using tissue and whole animal experimental studies coupled with mechanisms and waveform effects research. Um, Using relatively low-level RFR, it may be possible to sensitize large military groups to extremely dispersed amounts of biological or chemical agents to which the unirritated... I can't read that word population would be immune uh let's see 
some of the potential uses include dealing with terrorist groups, crowd control, controlling breaches of security at military installations, and anti-personnel techniques in tactical warfare. In all of these cases, the EM system uh, would be used to produce mild to severe psychological disruption or perceptual distortion or disorientation. In addition, the ability of individuals to function could be degraded to such a point that they would be combat ineffective. Another advantage of electromagnetic systems is that they can provide coverage over large areas with a single system. Uh, they are silent and countermeasures to them may be difficult to develop. So, um, yeah, that's that's just uh, in, in military uh, tactical usage. Peter, are you playing with yourself? Sorry. Lights. Remember they experimented with lights? Trying to arm people with these uh, powerful lights that would do these high beams. I know that was disgusting. <laughs> Just sneeze all over your microphone. <laughs> I, I forgot what I was talking about. Thanks. I know. <laughs> Peter. Uh, I think this is a possible explanation behind, like I said earlier, the growing mass formation psychosis, which, you know, I, I, I definitely I find that term to be uh, very applicable. Mm-hmm. To what's going on all around us, and you know, if they can just, they can kill you with the uh, uh, with microwaves, uh, from space or you know bouncing off the ionosphere. Um, this is uh, as the as uh, Bechik says on Art Bell, this is uh, this is the a prime example of an out of control government. They're just creating a weapon that's so powerful that. You know, there's no way one can be responsible with something that powerful. Yeah. Especially when money is driving the whole operation. So, like, you know, the the higher you get towards, like, I remember mentioning 30 hertz was where, like, that's the range that'll get you agitated and and screaming and yelling. So, like, what if there's just, like, a constant beam of, you know, 30 hertz coming down, just pissing everybody? That's why everybody's so anxious and annoyed and, you know, irritated. Right. Trying to get everybody... Get everybody going wild up, especially in traffic. I get five o'clock. They're throwing those, uh, <laughs> those uh, I, right directed right on the fucking highway. <laughs> I, I get I get bad uh, uh, mass formation psychosis when I'm driving in Nashville. My God. Yeah, I've heard you like Nashville. <laughs> no, it's fake news. <laughs> Not as much as like Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Such a fan, such a fan. So, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if y'all are interested in this, I would um, look up the Art Bell Tape Vault and search for the Harp episode. Um, it's about two, two and a half hours, and it's, it goes into crazy detail about all this stuff. And it might be one of the best shows I've ever heard. Yeah, about it's one, it's one of the, this was in 95? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, you were saying? Sorry. Um, and all the – you can find his book, Nick um, – Keep forgetting his name, Begich, yeah, I think Beshik, it is. Beshik. Yeah, you can you can find his book, Angels Don't Play This Harp, I think it was. Um I mean, yeah, you can find it online. You know, I just I, I downloaded the PDF version. All the reports that he cites, uh, like I just mentioned the one from uh, Maxwell Air Force Base. Um, you can look up the UN agreement in nineteen seventy six. So like I mean, there's a huge rabbit hole to go down on this. Cloud seeding. Cloud seeding, yep, chemtrails. So uh, I was going to bring this up. Um, let me share the screen. I, I vaguely remember hearing about this back in 2008 about Beijing aiming to control the weather at the Olympics. Oh, wow. 
As they prepare to host the Olympics, an event whose very purpose is to push the limits of human beings, the Chinese are trying to do what no man ever has, control the weather. Uh, wow. And this was with cloud seeding, if I recall. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, with, with five months to go, this is uh, from February 28th, 2008. With five months to go before the summer games come to Beijing, Chinese scientists say they are confident they can keep rain away from the opening ceremony or summon a storm on cue to clear the city's choking pollution. And this is NBC News. Mm-hmm. Legit news, short, news source. China's spending $40 billion to remake the infrastructure of the ancient capital, and it's already estimated, blah, blah, blah. Employs 50,000 people for rainmaking. Mm-hmm. Rainmaking. Unbelievable. There when's, it the is. You, when's the last time you made it rain, Peter? <laughs> I mean, they're not, they're not hiring all these people to test a theory. This is a theory that's been proven. They're just hiring people to, to, mm-hmm. to do it. The China Meteorological Administration says 4,231 flights for cloud seeding were conducted from 1995 to 2003. The Chinese scientists say it worked, increasing rainfall during those years by 210 billion cubic, me- uh, cubic meters, enough to meet the annual needs of 400 million people. Wow. But other scientists are not so sure. So who knows, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and just throw that out there at the end. Yeah, and you remember, I'm, I'm bringing up Turkey again, but wasn't it Turkey we were looking up? Uh, are I, you I, hungry? I, I typed something. <laughs> ty- oh, I remember I was looking for that weird cloud, uh, uh, the sky the sky pussy. Remember that? And then when I searched yeah. for it, all I got was uh, articles saying, no, Harp isn't behind the... Uh, oh, yeah. Right, yeah. And, and I was just like, wow, uh, getting ahead of this, Harp isn't even being discussed. Like It's like the 15-minute city thing. Like you, you just Google it. Oh, I wonder what that is. And then you just get bombarded with like, no, we're yeah. not trying to lock you in cities. It's so obvious. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, AI could write all these articles. AI yeah. could be writing all the teleprompters. We could be AI right now. AI could be writing all of our movies. They I think it's funny. Uh, every, time you see, every time you see or hear something like that, um. Uh, when you hear AI, replace AI with Allen Iverson, the basketball player. <laughs> like, AI could be writing all this. Like, AI wrote that speech. Like, damn, Allen Iverson's doing this. Living a good life after basketball. <laughs> chat AI. I'm so you got to chat with. <laughs> chat with him. So let's oh. see. I had um I was gonna play this tweet real quick too. Um let me get that one going. Roll that. And this is pertain this is more harp. Uh yeah. Is okay. this how harp the the uh caption is is this how harp creates earthquakes? Ooh. So let me share it real quick. I'm oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you said this. Yeah, this is this is I'm very sh- interesting. I'm gonna share the audio, so uh it's only f- I don't know, forgot how long it is, but it's not that long. All right, we'll shut up. Let's see. What we used to do is beam radio waves into the ground, and it would vibrate any strings that were present in the ground. We might get a sound back like, and we'd say, that's natural gas. We might get a sound back like, and we say, that's crude oil. We were able to identify each frequency we accomplished this with just 30 watts of radio power. If you do this with a billion watts, the vibrations are so violent 
that the entire piano would shake. In fact, the whole house would shake. In fact, the vibrations could be so severe underground that could even cause an earthquake. Fascinating. Wow. Good explanation there. Um, yeah, 30 watts to find that out. This is a weapon um, that more people should educate themselves on, um, you know, on its existence because uh, it's, I mean, it's all right there for you to, to look at still. Um, but, you know, of course, don't be fooled by the articles uh, and uh, just be, just be wary of the articles. Like just look for patterns, type in anything. And then all of the uh, mainstream debunk articles will come up, but then all you have to do is go to their fat, their FAQ and uh, and look at uh, look at the the questions that they have they have to debunk. So they got the articles, they got the FAQ. Uh, they 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 got to get ahead of it. Yeah, uh, I was but, um, I looked for uh, I was trying to find some stuff on YouTube about it, just to, like get some other you know other content on it. And Vice did a, a short, probably ten minute little you know documentary on it. And uh, went up to Alaska where it was and actually met with Nick Beckett, um, and made him seem like a conspiracy nut because it's, you know, that's vice. Right. And um, they were going to go to that open house and Nick didn't want to go because he had already been there. And he's like, what am, what am I going to learn? You know, I already know what they're doing. I'm, I'm looking at their documents, like government documents, um, stuff like that. Like, I don't want to go on this little PR tour for 20 minutes. Yeah, they would have just used it to smear him. Yeah, exactly. So together to make him look like an asshole. Yeah. So um, it's just you know they had uh, they were showing I forgot what her uh, I forgot what her title was. She's basically like the PR person for for Harp, and she was playing like these voicemails that she gets from like these nut jobs saying they're ruining the environment and they need to be blown up and and this and that. You know, just just making the conspiracy theorists look you know completely right. nutty, like Ray Epps. Yeah, and uh, Beckett, uh, the vice host, actually said, called him a conspiracy theorist, and uh, Beckett corrected him and or, or corrected the term and said contrarian. Oh, ooh, I like that. Contrarian, yeah, yes. Really. It just got hard. Yeah, hard, yeah H-A-A-R-D. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. I'm going to start using name. that. <laughs> Uh, because conspiracy theorist was coined by the CIA just to make us look stupid. Mm-hmm. But, JFK, you know, right? Uh, everybody's waking up. That's where it started, JFK. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think I think that was the last big uh, switch over. That was when uh, conspiracy theories like got the name conspiracy theorist. And that's right? when the deep state really got a you know a tight grip on things. There's a huge conspiracy going on right now, too. I'm trying to count how many times Peter almost throws up every episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is he I on? The conspiracy it. theory. Basically, when Peter's not talking, he's dry heaving, almost throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's heart, man. I'm getting some it bad frequencies over here. What else we got on it? Dude, there's so much stuff. I just, like... I had trouble like putting this little format thing together just because there's so much stuff. There, there is a lot of stuff. I urge people to listen to the Art Bell uh, episode. I did want, uh, I, I do, I did send you a video uh, that I wanted to save uh, for the the grand finale. It's not related to Harper or anything, or maybe it could be, but it's the most interesting UFO sighting. It happened last month, so and uh, 
shout out to the guy's channel. Um, he's got a great channel. It's called Secure Team Ten. Uh, I sent I sent you the video of it, and uh, there's a very interesting UFO caught on tape. Um, and this was just last month, so um, up to date. Uh, I, I kind of want to cap off every episode with, with something something up to date that's been caught on camera. Um, a little juicy. Yeah, something you know, it could be a UFO, it could be Bigfoot, it could be anything. But this week's uh, juicy this, juice. Uh, the video of the week is uh, this video that uh, somebody sent to Secure Team Ten. Uh, but I think the video has been circulating. There's multiple angles of this UFO, and I've never seen a UFO like this one. This this is probably the most interesting UFO footage I've seen in a long time. Ever? Maybe ever. Are we uh, going to play it? Yeah, yeah. I, I sent the email, didn't I? Yeah, I was just waiting. I can't, I can't share the screen yet because if I share the audio and you're talking, it's going to... Oh, okay, yeah, up. yeah. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Mira, ven a verlo, ven, 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 tiene picos. Mira. Ay, no enfoca. Se desenfoca. Hay que ver a qué altura salió. Tiene picos, mira, 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 ven. Fíjate en la cámara. Espérate. Ay. Espérate, ¿eh? Ahí está el puntito. Pero fíjate cómo lo está desenfocando. Se velocidad impresionante. Se está moviendo. A ver, ahí está. Fíjense, ¿eh? Fíjense en los picos. Mira. ¿Ya viste sus picos? ¿Ya viste? Y se desenfoca. Sí, se desenfoca. No deja que... Mira, ahí está, ahí está. Creo que ya nos vio. Sí, ya nos vio. ¡Hola! No, mami. Ya se subió más. Hey, what's up, guys? Tyler here with Secure Team. Let's go ahead and get to some UFO footage. Some UFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's multiple angles of it, and they do some contrast. It was just a big ball of spikes in the sky. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool video. Yeah, there's a close up of it right here. I'm not going to share the audio. Hmm. That's crazy. What the hell is even that? I don't, that's, that's crazy. At that point, it's not even around. It's just. You know what it kind of reminds me of? I saw some artist make uh, an image of, uh, of an angel, of what an angel actually looks like. And it was like this, it was like a, it didn't have a body. It was just like an eyeball with all of these wings coming off of it. Kind of looked like that. That's creepy. When you saw it, did you ask yourself? How am I supposed to use a spike dildo? <laughs> <laughs> It is like it was just floating down from the heavens, or just for you. <laughs> You're like cursing God, like how do I? Watch this? <laughs> I could never, I could never run for office because of that one clip. <laughs> <laughs> now there's multiple reasons why you couldn't run for office, <laughs> or maybe everyone will find me relatable. <laughs> and the smell. <laughs> just kidding. What a crazy UFO clip. I, I saw that one the other night, and I was like, damn. That's crazy how much footage he gets. Yeah, uh, he's very popular. Everyone sends him uh, you know, all the good stuff, and uh, he uh, he makes videos as, as quickly as, as he can. People wait for his videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People get upset. They're like, where are you? And then he'll finally come out with a video, and every, you know, everybody's <gasps> glued to it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, listeners, uh, y'all need to start sending us the good stuff, you know, to our email, to Twitter, and everything like that. So, um, give us the juicy juice. Let's uh, let's do a little roundtable on some conclusions about Harp. What do you think, Peter? Are, uh, they, uh, are they are they innocently doing ionospheric research, or are they? Well, judging by how things are going to amp up with uh, the climate, um. I, you know, I think this is going to be used for that. It's going to be used for uh, nefarious purposes. Um, with that much energy, uh, you could you could do catastrophic things. You, know, you could uh, theoretically shift the poles of the Earth. That can't mm-hmm. be good. Probably not. Uh, so, uh, but you know, I'll start getting nervous when uh, when uh, Martha's Vineyard floods. But uh, yeah, it's it's obviously for nefarious purposes. And then, you know, we we listed through the uh, uh, the the dude on Art Bell went through all the list of uh, good things that it's capable of doing. And uh, I don't think they're using any of that. I don't. Yeah, uh, it's not as interesting. Yeah, like if they if they have the ability if they have the ability to stop a hurricane, well, they have it obviously. Uh, so, and started them, and you know all those fires in California. There's just been so much crazy stuff, so so much weird stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just getting weirder and weirder by the moment. And who knows uh, if there's going to be earthquakes, more mysterious earthquakes. Uh, do you think the Do you think the ionosphere is the firmament? You know, I do, I do. That would make sense. Uh, you know, just from the the super conspiracy side of myself, like if um. That that would that would uh, that makes sense to bounce radio waves off of the firmament, and that's how communication works. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have satellites up there, perhaps they're weather balloons with the satellites on them, which is what we saw uh, a few weeks ago. It looked exactly like a satellite. Yep. Dude, Why would somebody stick a satellite to a, a you know high altitude balloon? It's a, it's not a satellite. Um. So. Yeah, I think I think it could be. I think I think it could be the firmament. Um, you know, from that camp. Yeah. Lance, you walked into this completely naked. What do you think? (laughs) I think one, uh, I think Hard's uh, brain is fried from all the sucking of chemtrails. Chemtrail sucker. My honest opinion of Hard is I think science is innocent and then people get involved with science. I think Harp was probably originally created really to do some good, to do research, the ionosphere, and figure all that out. I try to figure out how radio waves work, and and then uh, and then the government taps in. Hopefully, what what what? what that's <laughs> the vape just shot vape juice into my mouth, and it burned. <laughs> I'm listening. No, but I, I think it was it was. Uh, I'm hoping that if there is anything nefarious about it, that it's used for a defense for our country and that it is any studies going on is strictly to be used for warfare against other countries. And it's not to be used for like 5g radio waves in our country to to mind control our particular country. I think if it's on a global scale, it's probably more um, of a defense mechanism for America. If there's anything nefarious going on and I'm, I'm hoping that that's exactly what it is. But I think originally it was uh, innocent, and then the powers that be found out about it and put their little two cents, and then all of the money came from nefarious, um, you know, reasons. Yeah, so. Tesla was trying to better mankind with uh, mm-hmm. wireless electricity. 
and you know, all itself is a power source. Right. Figure out other ways to use it, and then all of a sudden, the money has to be funneled through using it for defense and military operations, and right. And that's the only way it stays alive, you know. Yeah, just watch the defense contractors. Uh, you know, to to be part of a defense contract, it's going to be used for defense. I mean, uh, you know, uh, nefarious. Well, but that doesn't mean the studies, the uh, the practice studies doesn't mean that that doesn't happen over our our land, our oceans. You know, like locally over Alaska. You know, they could be doing practice whatever and testing things out over us. For defense, but we're getting the, the the brunt of all the testings. Yeah, I mean, there's still several around the world too. Russia's got some. Puerto Rico, like I said, Norway. But I was going to. You keep saying defense. Um, that's that's a PR term because right. the Department well, of Defense. Think if the, if Russia has one, all these other countries have them. Then obviously we're building them for defense. Well, the Department of Defense was not called the Department of Defense. It was originally the Department of War or offense. The last time. <laughs> The, the U.S. Of offense. The U.S. has never defended anything lately. We're we're always on the offense. Yeah, we've, we've never been on the defense in decades. Proxy wars. Yeah, we're always on the offense. So the Department of Defense is a PR term to make it, you know. And yes, <laughs> they they would they would most definitely use it on us, on our own people, on their own people. Oh and yeah, they, I like mean, no questions asked. Mass formation psychosis. I don't, like, I don't, I don't look at defense as like. Let's wait till they shoot first, and then we defend ourselves by using it. I just say defense, and that the main objective is to have in our arsenal, right. so that you know we can use it offensively on other countries. But yeah, we're probably getting the the short end of the stick on the testings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm. Um, I think I'm with the rabbit mm-hmm. hole. I think the ionosphere is the firmament, and that's what we're bouncing those things off of, right? And. Uh... It can't. It, it can't be for good. I mean, if if they could uh, divert disaster, uh, you know, with weather, then they would. But they're not. And yeah, what if they could? But they can't. So, they can't. So they ain't. Right. I mean, even even the guy from the uh, what's that car show? Um, it's like some British guys. A couple of British guys are really big and and uh, you know, in Europe and different areas, but. Uh, they they even had an episode where they were they were showing uh, clouds being made. This machine it was really loud. They said yeah, and within an hour later it was raining. I mean it's like wow. it's not even a conspiracy of of yeah. whether or not you can make areas rain, you know, and use the the winds and everything else. So it's just pretty interesting. Yep. Yeah. So um, like I said, guys, if you, uh, you are interested in this, uh, see if you can find a copy of his book, Angels Don't Play This Harp. This is basically like the original book on harp back from 95. Um, obviously, that's you know going on 30 years ago. Crazy, you know, crazy enough. So there's a lot more information to come out. A lot more stuff has happened and everything like that. But if you want to start from the ground level on it, um, that's, that's what I like to do is I like to start where stuff, you know, go back to where this stuff first started and then, you know, kind of go through the years on how stuff developed, what new technology was, you know, developed and stuff like that. So listen to the Art Bell episode um, and uh, download that book or buy the book. So, but yeah, uh, again, we are on Twitch at Room2008ENT. Follow us on Twitter, Room2008ENT2. That's where where you'll find all the updates, when we're going to be going live, what the subject is, uh, all the links to our different podcast platforms, where you can find us, everything. 
uh, shoot us an email, interesting topics, anything that, you know, that you have to say about the topics we did talk about. If you have any interesting stories, we are at room 2008 ENT at gmail.com. Peter, how many more chemtrails are you going to suck down tonight? (laughs) I think it's almost dead. Play that harp before we leave. Maybe this is, maybe this is the last of the vape. No, probably not. You sucked all the juices out of that one. You're just going to go, just go get another one. How fitting. Peter, Peter <laughs> that last game trail at the end of the episode. You bust that capsule on the table and just lick all the oils off of it. Oh, that would sting so bad. Vapes oh. are gross, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do it. So, um, so yeah, uh, eventually when we do get this TV stuff going or this YouTube, we're going to be going to New Orleans, and I think we have to go to the open house of Harp. <laughs> I, I'm I'm down for that. Packer on lunch. Yeah. Packer on lunch. <laughs> ask some questions. Bring a notepad. Just field cool. trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Ionosphere. <laughs> oh. Oh. All you're going to hear like, about on those open houses is uh, what was going on back in like 62. Oh, yeah. And like when it started back in like 92, we did this. Like, I want to know what happened in the past five years. I want to yeah. be, I'm, I'm going to be like, which frequency makes you gay? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh 21 gigahertz sir i think it's 2008 gigahertz <laughs> when you when you watch our podcast <laughs> how can you well, reverse it <laughs> what a way to end it um <laughs> sorry <laughs> join us next time um like i said follow us on twitter to figure out the subject once we decide on that and uh We'll see y'all next time. Room 2008 is out. Peace.